Welcome to the Voice of the Force podcast for Andor, episode 9, Nobody's Listening! Just like this podcast. My name's Dan, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ed. Wow. And Noma. <laughs> See, I thought he was going off about our tangents earlier. Yeah, right. Too, right? <laughs> for anyone today? who's listening, uh, pretty good. For anybody who's listening, we started this podcast two hours late because we've just been talking about stuff. We've been talking about stuff. <laughs> Lots of stuff. Um, yeah, so Ed, let the listeners know what we're going to be covering, how we're going to be covering it, and uh, yeah. This is the Voice of the Force podcast. We are His name is going Ed. over. <laughs> <laughs> since, you, since you're just like, tell him this, tell him this, tell him this. So, okay then. <laughs> no, but yeah, today is Andor episode nine. Nobody's listening. Um, uh, it's a phrase that's used a lot in the episode. We'll get into why, because we are going to summarize this story for you. We, it does relate to other Legends material, canon material. All of this will be talked about as well in the episode, Dan. Uh, we will have an opinionated discussion about it because that's how we do this podcast, Dan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's in all seriousness, this was an episode where we start to see the wheels turn. And it's awesome. It's a really jam-packed episode. And it shows you a bit of... God, anything I say right now is going to be a spoiler. You'll have to listen to the rest of <laughs> Some this. Some good stuff in this episode. It's true. It's true. There's, there's a lot. But before we get into that, we will tell you how to contact us. So if there are stuff that you if you feel we've missed that you saw in the episode, if there are things that you didn't see and you want to talk about some more, if you want us to elaborate on some more things, if you want us to mention anything else in a later podcast, feel free to contact us. There's many ways to do so. Noma's going to let you know how we do that. Absolutely. Uh, so as always, one of the easiest ways to find us is our website, which is voiceoftheforce.com. We're going to keep on plugging that merch store, mostly because it keeps showing up in this list. And that is shop.voiceoftheforce.com. Email-wise, we are at connect at voiceoftheforce.com. On social media, our handle for both Twitter and Instagram is at voiceforcepod. As always, retweeting and reposting our new episode tweets does help with growing our listener base and is very much appreciated. And you can listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and all major podcast platforms. Reviewing us with five stars in a comment helps with visibility, and you can subscribe for free for the latest episode as soon as it releases. Thank you, Noma. And let's get into the poster for this episode. My goodness, I wonder if it'll be the same as the last couple weeks. No! <laughs> but yeah. <no. laughs> because this week we've got uh, Kino Loy, Andy Circus, uh, on the front cover, exact same as everything else. We got the orangey uh, red smoke background with X Wings, Imperial uh, facility, but he's not wearing black. Kino Loy's wearing white, and that is. The most change we've had in the last couple weeks in terms of these posters. But, I mean, it makes sense. This is just a cast photo. And he's wearing the outfit, uh, the prisoner outfit. So it also makes sense. Uh, Yeah, I mean, again, not much to say about this poster. Um, The filters are slowly getting less and less. Once again, there's, like, the only real thing that we can see that kind of makes you know it's not a photo is there's a thick, not super thick, but, like, noticeable black line all around uh, Kino's silhouette. And, uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, it's uh, kind of like every other week's posters. So that's all I've really got to say about it this week. I don't know if you guys have anything else to add there. It's pretty much that. Um, it's very got that cartoony look, kind of what we were talking about. But, 
He's stylized and uh, he's going for a run. He's joining the he's joining the crew. He's joining the 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 marathon runners. So the flame and smoke are rising yeah. to the point where you can actually see it behind the character now, mm -hmm. where before it was just kind of from that uh, lower right hand corner. I'll tell you right yeah. now, rising, rising, but now I, it's like surrounding them. Their trick on this poster and all the posters they're doing is the same trick I'm using for making our episode art every episode. <laughs> it's just changing the text a bit. And then yeah. moving it around slightly, and then that's the episode art. All, all I'm going to say is, when Ed said that, it was just in my everything blanked in my head was, "Oh yes, the fire rises." <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel in charge? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Bane. That's my name. When you hear the name, <laughs> that's all I got. That's that's, that's all I got. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> this episode is directed by Toby Haynes and written by Bo Williman. As always, if I've mispronounced either of your names, I apologize. Uh, and yeah, let's uh, let's move from these Bane jokes, which is also very dated, I'm realizing, but that's fine. What uh, a beautiful yeah. force. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Uh, let's move into the spoiler warnings. <laughs> Oh, I love that voice. Tom Hardy it just doesn't, doesn't matter who we are. <laughs> what this is our plan. <laughs> it would be very painful for so you. Are you. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> Let's get with this. Otherwise, I'm just going to be quoting yep. Bane and Bane jokes forever. <laughs> I've got the cup and everything. It's perfect. Uh, yes. <laughs> Here is your spoiler warning. As, as we kind of mentioned, you know, we're going to move into this. I'll give a synopsis, a real brief one. Well, brief, but kind of catch you up to speed on what happened. Then we'll hit the discussion, and we'll talk as if you've seen the episode already. So, if you haven't seen episode 9 yet, you know, pause. Go watch it. I mean, come on. It's a spy thriller. You can't let us spoil it for you. Uh, so, pause here. Go watch episode 9. And then come back. And, uh, yeah. Like I said, very final spoiler warning. Let's get into the episode. So this episode is a little bit more streamlined in terms of how I can do this synopsis, because we've really only got three storylines, and then kind of a very ancillary fourth, uh, with my favorite character that I just feel so bad for. Uh, so the first plot line all kind of revolves around Deidre. Even the ancillary plot revolves around her this time. Uh, so we start off the episode with her interrogation of Bix, and we kind of get a lot of back and forth. It's interesting because um, you kind of get to see the character personalities at work here, right? Like Deidre's kind of basically tells uh, Bix like, okay, uh, we want to know everything about Andor. We want to know everything about what he stole and about uh, Luthen, although she doesn't use, she only uses Cassian's name. Um, but, basically says, I want to know everything you know about them. We know Pac already broke. He's told us everything. Uh, so we know everything that you've been up to. Just tell us what we want to know. And, you know, that'll be all we need from you. You know, kind of very gray on what's going to happen afterwards. And Bix basically straight up says, you're not going to believe anything I say anyways. She's kind of been lying a little bit in, in the beginning of their conversation. And uh, Deidre is like, yeah, I guess not. And so she turns Bix over to a, I think he's a new character. I don't think we've seen him before. Uh, his name is, uh, not here. Uh, his name is like Gorin, Gorman. It's uh, it starts with a G. Uh, he was in ISB. I'm not sure if he is ISB or he's empire, but he's a scientist. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. Him. Yeah. And so we get a 
incredibly dark story Holy from him. Holy shit, man. Which I was super impressed by, because I usually don't see this kind of stuff unless I'm watching uh, or I'm seeing Warhammer. Uh, it was like that level of grimdark. But basically, uh, the scientist guy uh, tells Bix as he's setting up this device that... Uh, and he doesn't such such a Warhammer... It's it, Again, I'll talk about it later on. It's a very Warhammer moment in Star Wars, so I was very impressed. Uh, basically says, oh yeah, there was this native, not even people, species on this planet, and I guess they took unkindly to the Empire's uh, strip mining of their world, so they tried to rebel, and uh, they basically massacred the entire population, and it was learned that they had this sort of, like, death shriek uh, that traumatized the Imperial comms officers that were had that were recording the massacre so that they could Tarkin doctrine it, basically. Um, and then again, we're going even more Warhammer Grimdark because he goes like, yeah, we all we also found that uh, the screams of their kids are the most effective at breaking prisoners. So let me just put this uh, these headphones on you and lock you in place so that you can hear all the death skirt throws of these kids uh, that'll shatter you mentally. And so, yeah, that's super dark. Uh, like I said, very surprised. I thought I was watching a Warhammer uh, a live action series for a little bit and then was only reminded because Warhammer doesn't. Uh, have live action series but yeah so we get that and then the next time we see Bix, she's com completely shattered broken um so we don't get her we don't see her saying it but she does basically tell deidre everything that she knows um and then as deidre's leaving the interrogation thing uh she says oh keep Bix here just in case she's a hostage so you know if, if andor comes back or anything and then again we're still going into into grimdark warhammer stuff here but there's an Imperial officer who's like, oh, what do we do with Pac? I really want to hang him. And Deidre's like, I really don't care. Uh, so we're getting to, we're hearing, not seeing yet, at least, what's going to happen to Pac. He's going to go the Clem route, unfortunately. Uh, so from there, we switch back to ISB. Uh, so Deidre's coming back to Coruscant, is giving a bit of a meeting. Um, actually, before that, I guess I'll, I'll add in the ancillary plot because it's very short and it's only this part. Uh, we're coming back to Cyril and uh, his mom. So he's still trapped in, in the tiger parent house. And uh, we got it again. So good. Like, so I can see the therapy like leaking out of whoever's writing their dialogue. And it's so it's so beautiful. And I feel for this this person. That was hard to watch. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Just the, oh, it's, the toxicity it's, of that parenting. It's so tiger parent, and the way that conversation it, goes, yeah, and and it's so refreshing to see that Cyril is a character who sees the tactics and like is pointing them out, basically. Yeah, he he um, fires back, which is great. Yeah, he yeah. didn't just sit and take it. I love that. Ex yeah, which is what I'm used to seeing. So him being able to disassemble it because his mom is is doing the whole like oh. Uh, you never talk to me. I never see you. Why don't you talk to me? Is it? It's because you're a bad son, not because I'm a piece of shit. Um, and then, again, like Ed said, Zero's defending himself the whole time. He's he's. It, it's the quiet, like the needling, or it's like I know what you're doing. Um, so so she just tries to to up the uh, sympathy, the false sympathy, even more. And then at the end, he pulls out the oh, I got a promotion. And then of course, oh, she's so happy, and oh, it, it's it's. I'm gonna let the whole family know, and blah blah blah. And it's, it's oh, all... what was I saying two minutes ago? Yeah, 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 yeah. All disappeared. Now that it's he's a good gonna thing. be so proud. I was like, yeah, shut yeah. the fuck up. Yeah, it's it's so toxic, and it's so. I yeah. I, I mean, we I've said it a couple of times already. Whoever's writing this dialogue, it's 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 so on point. 
I, okay. I have I have seen oh yeah, no worries. The worst part I think of all of that was when I got a promotion. Oh, you get to have a little bit more cereal. Yeah, Let me yeah. fill it up a little more. It's just like oh man. Yeah. It's, oh, it's God. it's so evil. And like I've seen I've seen a lot of parenting styles like that when I was in high school. And uh yeah, it's it's you know it it and it's all very realistically built into Ciro's character, right? There was a very good reason why he ran out or he like jetted to Marlana to get as far away as possible and never talk to her. Uh, but yeah, so so that kind of draws into it because Ciro goes and literally is just waiting outside ISB headquarters for Deidre. Uh, so he kind of intercepts her as she's coming back from Ferrix to Coruscant and has a whole kind of like, it, it's it's weird. He uh, it's once creepy again, as is, fuck. It is very creepy because it's like we're getting an angle I wasn't expecting where it's it's like idolization, but like we're letting infatuation slip into yeah. it. He's very much like, oh, like you you show there's a line he has that I was just like, oh god, and yeah. like trolled up a bit. Cause he's like, You showed me that there's still justice and beauty in the world. And I was yeah. like, Oh boy, you're trying way too hard, buddy. <laughs> and so yeah, Deidre is just completely creeped out by him. And basically says, like, look, if you come near me again, I'm you're gonna be in a prison in the outer rim. And just don't talk to me. Like, don't do not I I want to have nothing to do with you, which is interesting because you know, we were all assuming Sarah was gonna join ISB. But well, we thought he was gonna ask for a job for think, yeah. sake. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was waiting that, out yeah. there. I think yeah. he might still. I think that's still where it's going. But there's also there's also something happening with this character that is also, I think, making it more clear where he's going. It's the the effect of this mother doing that to him right now. Yes. That's oh, like yeah, oh, it's really him right out of Morlana would have been like, give me a job. Now it's just like his mind is all yeah, the, it, amount, the amount of work he has to do to fight back with this nonsense. Yeah. Is now has, creeping into everything else. It's warped. Yeah. Mind. It's, it's twisted a goal that would have been understandable into something that is becoming like an obsession at this point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll talk about that uh, after the synopses, but yeah. So from there we get uh, a meeting with Deidre and Partagas and, uh, I, I can't remember some ISB old man and ISB fuck up. Um, <laughs> I don't remember either of their names, but we get a meeting with them and uh, DJ is going over everything again. And we can really see she's on the ball. She's get, she's intent on going up the ranks because she gives her presentation and it's very direct. And she's able to use Bix's information to tie Cassian into Aldani uh, and then here gives a little bit of backup stuff on that. And there's also a really, really good um, juxtaposition right before the meeting because we get a bit of dialogue between here and Deidre. And we'll talk about because because showing double kind of visual metaphors in this episode happens a lot and it's really good. Um, so I'll talk about that a little bit later because I was very kind of uh, it was a very nice uh, imagery. But anyways. Uh, here kind of steps up, says, oh, uh, they, they connect it by the fact that um, Bix says that Cassian had shaved. And then here points out that all of the Eldani uh, thieves were clean shaven. Um, and so they use that as a connection of, oh, it could have been Andor. We think it was. And Partagas is impressed by that to say, like, OK, let's focus on him more. Um, and we see, you know, as soon as as soon as he's done and he's basically said what he wants to say, Deidre gets up, leaves. And Partagas gives the other two instructions and they just kind of sit there and he goes, all right, let's, let's get a move on. And so then they, they bustle out. So we see kind of the things Deidre's learning, right? She's, she's understanding all the things that will make Partagas happy. And 
do what he considers good work, which I think is good work, honestly, uh, regardless of the means that Deidre's using to get them. Yep. Um, th that whole, because I feel like at the same time that meeting, they had found... I can't remember if this is now or if they stole oh, him again. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. That is, that That's is why he makes them yeah. run off because yeah. he's like, we yeah. we need to take care of this mm -hmm. now. Like, right yeah. now, go. Like, because Do I need the, to tell you to leave? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. The thing that uh, here tells Deidre about is that they picked up a rebel pilot who was using false Imperial uh, credentials that were part of the stolen equipment that she had been trying to track down. And we learned from that that it was a pilot who was working for Anto Krieger, who was the guy that Luthen mentioned last episode of working with um, Saw's rebels. And they learn about the attack that Luthen was talking about. So we're kind of kind of see why Saw doesn't end up. We never hear about Anto Krieger again, right? Because something, 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 XYZ Imperial ambush. Um, but yeah, so we're kind of, and oh, and that's the other thing. Deidre has, spins this whole plan real quick on like, how do we make it so that uh, we don't tell Anto's forces that we know about this, um, but clean our hands in such a way that no one traces, um, no one in Anto Krieger's rebellion gets any ideas or gets scared or doesn't launch this ambush, basically. Uh, so they get a thing together about basically killing the pilot, putting him in the ship, making it drift into a space lane. So it looks suspicious, but not like the Empire had anything to do with it. Uh, so a lot of cool stuff there. And more or less that kind of ends uh, Deidre's plot for this episode. We're kind of seeing her putting all these wheels in motion, kind of this big picture of still trying to figure out axes and uh, maybe get distracted by this other new rebel activity. Uh, <clears throat> so from there, we also are getting Mon Mothma, more of her stuff. Uh, the big thing that we learned this episode, which honestly, I'm kind of surprised that um, none of us really mentioned it last episode because it was kind of the natural conclusion. But I mean, I guess it's just the fact that she's been so divorced from anything related to Mon Mothma so far that it just didn't occur to us. Uh, but we learn about the thing that we were talking about last episode where uh, Sinta says that she's not a spoiled rich kid uh, fighting in, in somebody else's war because uh, Mon, Mon's daughter's really happy that her aunt's there to visit and the aunt turns out to be Vel having brought this dress and doing all this stuff and so um, Mon and, and He's actually uh, Vel... like related though because like we get in that scene like um, uh, Perrin's like yeah like she's your aunt like it's like confirmed isn't it like she's re related well, to Mon like, Perrin doesn't uh Perrin doesn't like give us that. Uh, Leda does. Oh, it's okay. Auntie Vell's brought me a dress from whatever planet. And Perrin doesn't say anything. Like he's like like it. it I think there's well, a Perrin, Perrin yeah. scene is later. Like this is oh, uh, is it okay? Scene, sorry. The first scene is just Mon, Leda, and Vell. Yeah, and they're just talking. Um, and then they get Leda out of the room. I'll go try on the dress, see how it goes. And then Mon and Tay have a little bit of a conversation. Um, and it's basically just being like. Are you okay? What's happening? What's Luthen making you do? And Vel won't tell him, won't tell Mon anything. And, you know, it's obvious she's concerned. Um, but we then get later on, we get a, a family meal where uh, Par Perrin's just an asshole. Like his whole character is just, just um, egotistical asshole, right? Like he points out, like, oh, Vel, you should find um, a, a husband because you're not getting any younger, basically. And uh, there aren't that many Chandrillan males left, and it's just like yeah, it's just, yeah, it, it's it's like, I mean, again, it's it's just like douchey, 
like how much he doesn't understand her as a person yeah obviously like she's obviously not into guys yeah but he doesn't know that and he he doesn't care to know that yeah oh my god they were roommates the whole time um but yeah so (laughs) that that kind of basically we're both laughing yeah yeah but um yeah so like it's just a bunch of that kind of bs and garbage and and uh Perrin and Leda both still being angry at Mon for trying to do good work. And we do also get to see the very first Mon scene, I've actually, of her going, I did forget this part, is she's giving another speech in the Senate. We can see something starting to change, though, because there's, there's a lot of people who are once again ignoring her, but there's a lot of people, there's a lot of senators who can hear yelling, she's right, this is going too far, because she's talking about the, the new imperial penal sentencing and saying, like, yeah, listen to her, she speaks for, for us. So she's gaining support slowly, right? We're starting to see that some of the senators are going, okay, this is kind of this is kind of fucky. Uh, this is a little bit... I thought it was the opposite, skewed, wasn't it? Skewed. Wasn't it them just yelling about, like, ah, screw you, ah. No, no, there, oh. there's, a, there's a bunch of people saying she speaks for us, and yeah, listen to her. Oh, yeah. I didn't hear that, okay. There's just a lot of people who were... Tur- I didn't understand what the significance was of just turning off the light around. Yeah, the, I assume that means like, they're just they're, they're not leaving. into it. Yeah, I thought those they were leaving, care. but yeah. like, well, how could you leave? And so many people leave in the middle of a Senate. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Is the emperor even a part of it? Is he there? Is it Masamita? We didn't see that part. Yeah, I'd love for them to show that. There, just there to was see who she's talking to. Yeah, there was a big wide shot, and there was one person standing on that center dais in red. And I was wondering if they were going to like zoom in and show it was Palpatine, but it could have been Moss. It could have been someone else right okay. but um but yeah so so we're seeing a little bit of that right like the empire is starting to overreach a little bit and then so she gets into the car driver tells her oh your cousin's here um and then she's surprised about that so then that leads into the her uh leda and vel talking so yeah basically that that wraps it up and as they're going to leave um mon basically says to vel like please just do me a favor and pretend to be a spoiled rich kid for a little bit because people need to see you as that so that they're not suspecting your gorilla activities. And so I was like, yeah, okay, I will. And then that kind of ends that part nicely because then we get the real meat and potatoes, which is uh, Andor still in the prison on uh, Nikina 5. Um, so it's interesting because like a lot of stuff happens, but not a lot of stuff happens. It, it, it's kind of a... It's more than last episode, but the main points of it are that we see at one point Andor takes a break, quote, quote, and we see that basically there's a panel in the washroom, again, quotes, because there's no door to the washroom, um, that has a loose panel. And if you get the panel loose, uh, people have been kind of like Shawshanking at this pipe uh, with this little sharp piece of metal. What does it do? Who knows? And then when he comes out, he's ta- uh, they bring a new prisoner in. And so he's talking with one of the other prisoners saying like, okay, they basically tell us the elevator isn't electrified like the floors are. So if we can get on there, we won't get electrocuted. Uh, so we can see they're putting together a big breakout plan. But their biggest problem is that their supervisor, uh, Kino, doesn't want any part of it. He just wants to serve a sentence and go. And so for the next chunk of their story, it's basically Kino not wanting to tell and or anything because he has more information than anybody else since he's a work boss. Uh, but he doesn't want to tell anybody. He just wants to serve a sentence and leave. And then we're also getting... Um, I don't remember any of the prisoners' names, but the old dude. Uh, his name is Olaf. Olaf. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, I thought it was Olaf because they kind of double pronounce it. But um, it's like the Han Han thing. But yeah, anyways, he's you can see him struggling. Like, you know, you, you don't work a senior citizen like this and just expect them to be fine. Uh, so 
the is, his next... sentence is like what 40 days or something like something yeah super 40, small. 40 shifts he said yeah. yeah so assumedly that would be 40 more days um but we also then start getting another kind of curiosity coming in which is that something happened on level two and nobody knows what that is but uh the uh yeah they're all trying to hand sign with each other and kino's losing his mind over it um yeah the katon hosen konojutsu um Sorry, Dan's making uh, Naruto <laughs> ninjutsu hand signs. Um, First versions of that possible. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. I only remember the one for Chidori, and I only remember the short one for Chidori. Um, yeah, because it's like three signs, and then the last one's a hand up. But anyways, I'm getting off, to- off track. Yes. But uh, the, the rumor... Yeah, what? what? <laughs> um, but the rumor is that something happened to level two, and everybody's dead, but nobody knows. Uh, so... We basically get a lot of that stuff happening. And then the next day, Olaf, unfortunately, has exactly what I thought was going to happen because he starts collapsing and he's not really there. And I was like, this looks like a stroke. And so he later on, when they're clearing the tunnels, he just completely is, is out of it. And so they have to call a medic. The medic comes in, checks up on him and confirms he just had a massive stroke. And so they have to euthanize him, basically. That was, no that was way to say rough. It. It, it was, but it's like... Hold his shoulders, hold his legs. Yeah, you know? and the doctor points. The doctor even says like he's gonna die a kinder death than we would with. Yeah, the he's forest. not gonna feel anything, yeah. but like he... yeah, yeah. And so with that though, uh, because it's Kino and Andor the only ones that were there, and there's an Imperial guard, and Andor says like what happened on level two, and the guard, the doctor's like you shouldn't ask me questions because the guard's right behind them, right? And so eventually, before or like as they're getting ready to, or as they're euthanizing Olaf. Uh, Kino then says, what happened on level two? Like, Because the doctor hints at something real bad. Um, and so the doctor makes an excuse to get the guard to leave. Where he, he Well, he says, I think for the thir- second or third time. Body I need bag, a, yeah. A, yeah, body bag and a, and a gurney. And so the guy goes out to check on them. And he tells them someone for level four was released. And the next day they showed up on level two. And Ward got out that that was happening. And they killed the entire level because of it and so we get and so andor realizes oh nobody's getting out alive like nobody's getting released um and the doctor goes yeah we're never gonna see freedom again and so he leaves and uh with the guard and then as andor and and kino walk out andor asks him the question that he's been trying to get out of kino the entire episode which is how many guards are, are ever on any level and kino immediately responds no more than 12 and then the episode ends uh, so it makes sense, right? Because Kino's whole thing, his, his entire reason for, for doing everything so far has been, I get out in 200 and something days. Yeah. 217, I think he says, this episode. And that's gone. Now he knows he'll be released. In he just served like probably floor. a few hundred days at least. Like oh, 600, yeah, 700 days. Um, there's a scene too that really was like, there's a part where Andor was like, nobody's listening, right? He's like, yeah, yeah. Why, don't we, why don't we like make a plan to get out of here? And then Kino's just like, I'm just going to go to bed, man. You should stop asking questions yeah, like he, that. He's he like, basically says, like, yeah, good luck. Yeah. Good luck with it. And then he's like, well, nobody's listening. Why do you think they need to listen? Because they, have, yeah. they turn the floors on three times a day and they, you know, keep us in line and they work us to death. And yeah, why do you think they need to listen to us? And there's a yeah, good point no, to nobody it. Ca- yeah. Nobody cares because they've, they think they've already got everything under control. Um, so we're seeing here, right? The screws are starting to come loose, and now there's no reason not to try and rebel because what? What Live happens for at this point? Yeah, you either die in the prison or you die in the prison. Right. So. And Olaf, like that's 
that's the thing that got me too because afterwards you realize oh shit like nobody's getting out and that's why it's like yeah. he's gonna die a kinder death than most because yeah. we're not getting out of here and we're gonna yeah, die released released and then chunked it to a different floor yeah floor two again um, yeah yeah so you know it's, it's interesting and like this episode does a really 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 good job of cranking up the grim dark of the empire i think oh I yeah mean, that was my main my main takeaway was i was going wow i'm used to seeing these things in warhammer only um I think one thing that I want to say is the acting in this episode, again, top tier. Like, oh, God, yeah. Bix Colleen, the lady who plays Bix, mm-hmm. holy shit. Like, you don't hear what she's hearing, but you make up what she's hearing in your own mind yeah, yeah. when you see her reaction to what is being played in her ears. Also, yeah. did you guys notice it was like the headphones? It was like it's just like a normal pair of over the ear headphones with like some things around it with some like mm-hmm. LEDs and things. I'm like, ah, there yeah, you go. yeah. It- it was effective and it, it made a lot of sense, right? But yeah, uh, yeah I mean, go ahead, no, okay, Sorry. no, I, I like, yeah, I think that that basically ends the summary there. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, there was a lot of like, I'm trying to think of like what I didn't like this episode, um, because usually I've got something. Yeah, right? there wasn't a lot like to like. I think the one thing that kind of caught me off guard was the like Deidre and um, uh, Cyril? Cyril, like kind of like him saying yeah. like. There's beauty in the galaxy, and, and like it yeah. kind of went into the like I am attracted to you as well, and like yeah, for her to go off the deep end. <laughs> for her, it's like yeah, she's working in this like men dominated field. She's definitely got to be more callous, and you know like that, like um, she's got to be more cold and calculating, right? And there's not really, from what we've seen at least, any room for her for that kind of stuff. Like she doesn't have time to think about that kind of shit. Would she even be attracted to Cyril, though? I don't think so. At this point, absolutely not. <laughs> I, no, I think I think she'd want someone at least as competent as she is. But it it is, it's the interesting. Thing, though, is that he kind of is almost that because he's the one that put the fucking pieces together. <laughs> he's hmm. like he, I I'd say he's maybe close to Heart, like maybe. maybe but yeah. The, the thing the, the thing that we're really yeah the thing we're really seeing with Cyril at this point is, and I think Ed's right with it is that the the amount of just browbeaten like the, the amount he's been beaten down and just kind of degraded and humiliated he's he's snapped we just haven't really seen it, it there's been no physical indicator but he's yeah. his because the thing was he originally went from i need to solve the case of these two murdered officers yeah to i need justice to be dealt to cassian andor to now we're seeing with this episode everything is cassian's fault and not just that, but like, there's somebody who can help me with this. Well, and, and, and I need I think to convince it, her in every way I can to help. That let me help but he's, her. But he's yeah. he's lost the plot so much that in the interview, and I, I'd have to go back and I think watch the interview again. But I think the reason that interrogation, Deidre, De- <laughs> yeah. well, yeah, basically yeah. interview interrogation. I think the reason Deidre just drops him completely is not because he's saying let me help you catch these rebels. It's let me help you catch Cassian. Because he still somehow thinks that Cassian's more important than anything else going like on. Right? He didn't even notice Axis. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's why Deidre's like, I don't care about him. He's obsessed with Yeah, the it's small the part. missing the ball. Yeah. Exactly. He's, and he's his looking... track record's not great. Yeah, exactly. He's not that got that got shoved that got shown up a little bit. Like, yeah, it's not yeah. the best, but it was like a lot of Blevin stuff that was just like thrown yeah, onto. Yeah. Yeah, and he he's not as incompetent as as uh, some people we've seen. Not that I'm going to name any Constantine names, but you know. Um <laughs> but yeah, it, it's so I think it's that now. We're seeing that the Cassian obsession is becoming all consuming 
And that is what's driving him away from the career he could have had with ISB. He just hasn't realized. Yeah, I can that. see that. Will he? He, he needs a part of us because that's kind of how mm. Deidre was before. Too. Yeah. She's like, this is the problem. Head down, look at it. And it's just like, yeah, pull, look, look up a sec and look around. And now what? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think of this episode, Ed? Like overall in terms of this, the different storylines we follow, the prison, all that stuff. Honestly, it was... It was the prison for me because we called it back. Brian was going through. It's just like, you know, somebody's going to let this team Brian. down. Who's going to let, um, but there was somebody's going to let this team down. Who's going to be, what's your picks? What's going on? It was just like, I called Olaf because it was just like, look already. You could see like he was slowing down his hands, mm. stuff like that. Sweating like if, crazy if, falling if over. Was, yeah. Yeah. If it was mini strokes at that point, or if it was just something going on or just age at that point, you know, mm. like you can even see it. In the line, he, when he collapsed, yes, but the first time, like, his memory going, the mind, everything yeah, like that, yeah. it was it was kind exactly. of scary, and, like, they looked annoyed at him for a second, but the whole switch, you can see how Cassian's trying to make, I don't know if friends is the right word, but, like, who can be an acquaintance, who can help yeah. get yeah. us out of here kind of thing, be like... Because he's getting to the other table, right? It, well, I thought was he was going to yell at him, and, like... Because they were watching to yeah. be like, you know, okay, like, he he's going now, and mm-hmm. we've so... We've talked about this off screen, so yeah, yeah. Look, I gotta be very interested in what he's doing. But it's just like, okay, come back to the table. Oh, he's slowing up. Swap with him. What's so here? We go. We're gonna go this way. Who came up with this? Oh, him. Yeah, and, right into it. I yeah. used to yell at him. And yeah. It's like good work, and he was just like, oh, yeah. I I thought thanks, that was man. really smart. Yeah. yeah. He's just yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Thanks, man. Well, he's like, okay. I owe so, you so something there, now. When when Cassian switches with uh, Olaf, yeah, or gets Olaf okay. so he's closer with him. Um, yeah, I can't. I don't remember the other guy's name. I, I like because I don't. He's not one of the like important people. Maybe it's Taga. No, I think I think it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways, yeah, yeah. He basically is like uh, Kino comes by and says like, "Oh, who did the switch up?" And yeah, Cassian goes, "Oh, it's Taga." And Taga's like, "Really? Yeah." Like like Ed said, Taga's like really like you're planning to blame on me but then when he he gets rewarded for it he's like oh thanks man yeah like yeah you know giving him a bit of a rep boost yeah. and so yeah that, that was really smart because that's how you kind of get people draw people into hey i did a solid for you help because, me out with you exactly because after the after what happens there is when the whole like hey you know how many guards on each floor shut up it's like nobody's listening when you think they're going to be listening to us there's nobody like we're here we, they mm-hmm. have they have levels of here all they do is turn this floor on twice a day three times a day whenever they don't have microphones in here they're not listening they already have us they don't need anything else from us how many people on each floor and then yeah. Kino just turns around it seemed like, like the punishment you're the too last was one like on the floor because they they have to like put their hands up right and then it's like punishment dealt out and then like the other table gets electrocuted right well that's what the box is right yeah yeah the, uh, that's so it must be like a patch of the floor or something like that that yeah. it really gets yeah. fed to. it's like oh jesus not great because it sounded yeah. terrible and it's just like you have to be there watching it when it happens yeah because they have yeah. to come back with you yeah it's it's the the beatings will continue until morale improves right? exactly yeah you gotta do better next time it's like survivor you don't get any rewards yeah. <laughs> and that that's a theme with this episode that i was you know like i mentioned a couple of times i was very kind of impressed and surprised by was the how much they ratchet up the grim dark in this episode because uh, oh my god it's it's interesting, right? Because you got to strike this balance between like the Empire is an evil, overreaching Sith Empire in the shadows, mm-hmm. um, but also at the same time, there's a lot of good people in the Empire, right? Yeah. Um, so how do you do that? Well, you show the areas where it's super evil, 
And then you've got things like Twilight Company where you're showing that not every stormtrooper enlisted is a monster. Yeah. Um, so it does a really good thing. Like we're seeing that this is what happens when you have a, a bunch of people in charge who the ends justify the means with the torture and not caring about whether or not someone gets hung and being like, yeah, well, we, uh, we, this unruly species, not other sentient race, mm -hmm. this, these, this, this fauna we found on this yeah. planet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There was a very angry fauna that we encountered and had to put down. It's like, it's like I'm excited wow, to use it again. It's like, yeah, what the fuck yeah. is wrong with and you, it's man? Like, we need to we need to perfect it. And the thing about it is, where like this is what scared me with Deidre a bit because it's just like you gotta find where you stand in this empire. On like mm -hmm. I know what was saying, like, is it to what extreme or what balance are you trying Reality, to strike? are you because, willing to give up? Exactly. Because when she's talking to Bix, if, if, if that's just interrogator mode, fine. But it's just like, yeah, you're, you're enjoying this kind of thing. She's just like, mm, yeah, a little. And it's just like... Bix is like at such a point afterwards, like listening to it for as X amount of time. They just like pick her up and throw her on the mattress on the ground and not even yeah, cuff her or anything. She's almost just, unresponsive. Yeah, she's just like, like drooling on the floor. It's just like, holy shit. Yeah. Well, we saw what Pox was like afterwards, right? So it's just like, yeah. you expect the safer. It's like as they're, as she's talking it up and they put the headphones on her, they almost have like this dimming sound on the viewers listening to. So it's like, mm -hmm. you're there and then you get the lead up for like silence. And it's like, oh, it's like, you're, are they really you're anticipating gonna... it. Because you think you're about to hear young children of yeah, species yeah. screaming, Dying, and yeah. then it's just her. So it's just yeah. like, oh man, yeah. I was so I was so curious when they were zooming in slowly. Yeah. Like, oh, are we gonna go like full Warhammer and actually yeah. hear show it? the sound? Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, exactly. Hear it, or are we gonna pull it back a little and stay star? Okay, we're doing the pullback yeah. and they've pulled back, I, especially especially I Disney. It. If it yeah, if yeah. we didn't have them, then maybe it would have been like you you hear like the first little slip of it before it snaps yeah. off, and then it just cuts, and then it's like, oh man, that like yeah. sound for the and, whole time. Okay, and it, it was it was like I said, it was it was full curiosity because I was like, mm. I don't think Disney has the balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and honestly, I don't blame them. You know I who has the balls on? Bix does to show that pain and suffering. Holy shit. Yeah, it was good. But I well, mean, they, you know, they that... the first shot, and that's yeah. already from that. She was just like, oh, God. Yeah. The lady Whoa. who plays her, by the way, is Adria Arjona. Just a heads up. So, yeah, she did an amazing, yeah, amazing. job. I mean, everybody, again, acting in this show, solid A. Um, yeah, like it was, it was very good. And this is part of the thing where I was talking about before, where the kind of imagery. Um, the dual imagery comes in really, really nicely because there's a great scene when Vel leaves Mon Mothma's apartment and you kind of get this zoom out and the way they framed it where you see uh, Mon Mothma around the door with the flags, yeah. it, it's the gilded cage, right? Yeah, like we're seeing prison. perfectly this gilded cage mm -hmm. and then we immediately cut the Bix in the actual cage. Yeah. And it's this great little duality of it's just like, showing like... It's showing that all these characters are in their own prison of some sort. And just how in prison of the empire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just showing exactly that that kind of how the uh, being beaten down and, and entrapped by the empire, and then after that we go straight into Cassian, who's in a different version of it, right? So we're just seeing all this oppression. But all this forms. is what Luthen was saying. What we wanted yeah. was for everybody to feel the squeeze, and they have to put the boot down on the necks even more so. And that's the so prison that right now. We can get mm -hmm. rebellion. Like, and the they prison the is already showing. Yeah, they had the timer, right? And it's just like you have thirty days left, right? And then they get switched, and then now they're like, "Oh, we're getting 
now we're getting like hit yeah, with the hammer days until you're reassigned yeah it's and like yes. oh shit we have to do something to get out of here that's the oppression yeah. causing them to do something about their oppression yeah. right and that's exactly and what seeing, you're talking about seeing that realization mm. dawn on um I was Kino? On claw oh my god Kino yeah. was was the best because it's just like what are you he's what are you doing to him he's only got like 40 shifts left yeah. what are you doing to him why no he's almost out he of knew here that there was like, no chance even after that and yeah and the, just to see the doctor like suffer like, for 40 days hell are you talking about kind yeah. of thing like you know you really don't know anything here yeah because he's like it's he's gonna like, suffer for 40 days and then he's gonna suffer even more afterwards and exactly. he's gonna die by working better himself just, to death yeah, it's like, better to do it here. now and she's like yeah. no you can't do that to him and it's just like and that's where like you you can see him almost it's the willful ignorance again just being cast aside because he's mm -hmm. just like no okay you're acting weird he won't stop about it what happened on two because something yeah. obviously happened to shake up yeah you're high it's it's clear you're hiding something and yeah it's another good instance of show don't tell because it makes it so obvious why they don't want the empire doesn't want anybody to hear about this right? yeah Yep. And why immediately? Because it's there. a major, it's a major yeah. fuck up. Well, on you heard part. You heard the mm -hmm. doc. He's like, you need to get your men in line, because he asked, yeah. and that's when Andor asked. He's like, hey, like, yeah. what, what happened on level two? He's like, you need to get your men in line. And then Kino yeah. just waited for a minute, and then Kino's like, what happened on level two? And yeah, the well, like, they, they, there's after, a bit more the, talk. Yeah, there is, there but there, that's the, that's like, the thing where he's like, you need to get your guy in line. And then Kino's like, you know, after all this shit happens, he's like, no, no, what the fuck happened? Because we need to know now. Yeah. Because so. why do I need to keep them yeah. in line is basically why he's asking. Yeah. And then and once he hears about it, it's just like, oh, fuck, they're not going to stay in line. No more than 12. Tell them that. And, and we're also kind of seeing that it is, it's, it's classic at this point that half the reason that this, I assume, breakout is going to happen and succeed is going to be because of the Empire's own laziness. Because they sent them across the facility. Yeah. Like, you couldn't just send or them to Kessel. Or like yeah. a different Some, bureau facility, somewhere else. But no, no, no. Yeah. You just went down a couple levels. Yeah, the other yeah. thing too is like, okay, so there's there's three there's three things that Why I can notice. Why wouldn't he talk? There's Why doctors. He something? There's doctors across the thing that are prisoners, not imperial yeah. doctors. Yeah. There's also letting them not be on program while being in line, going to their next area, like going from work to back to their cells, because that's when they can like communicate with hand signals, like mm -hmm. sign language. And then the third thing is. Um, not having the audio recordings everywhere. Well, just not monitoring them yeah. in general. But that's, those are the three yeah. things that are like, these are the three small things that they didn't do mm. that is going to be leading but, to this breakout. Like, I'm really... with all three of those. Like, one of those things you could eliminate to have two of those not matter anyway. Eliminate all three of them very easily. Because with, 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 the, with the whole, like, moving across things, you don't have to show them the other ones whatsoever. In fact, you mm -hmm. shouldn't. That way they, they have exactly. no idea about how many people are in this, how big the facility is, whatever. You yeah. just keep those tunnels as tunnels. I think they want to see like how disparity is like like we're yeah, not yeah. getting out of here. But that just gives you yeah. hope. It doesn't give you hope. But like you can see it's like you're in it with all these other people too. Like yep. there's yeah. cause... And and I'm curious because it would it would make sense to me if like we get a little bit of um what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of like a a reason for the ineptitude. If it was something like in the you know in an episode or two ago or from now, if they're saying like, oh, you know, um, why aren't we getting more funding? Oh, well, it's all getting diverted to the maw, right? Could be, yeah, something like that, right? I I don't even know if the. I mean, I'm sure it it probably has by now, but I don't know if the maw has ever been mentioned in uh current canon. 
I mean, like the I'm not sure exactly. Like I know of a maw, but I don't know of what one you're talking so, about. Yeah, for so for those who don't know, the maw is a prison facility. Oh, I believe no, very close by Kessel, and it is it's like their Alcatraz. It's like the most secure. Is it most in the maw by Kessel, like what we saw in and or in uh, Solo, where like Solo? they go through well, the thing. That's Kessel, yeah, the Kessel Run and, and the Kessel. Like, you know how they go into the, the big octopus thing? That's like the Maw, right? That's what they called it. Oh yeah, I forgot that. Yeah, so they might have light retconned it into that now. Um, no, the Maw used to just be a prison facility that oh, was, okay. uh, yeah, heavily guarded and and it was like their pre premium. Like you go there, you never seen again. Well, um, now that they've mentioned Belsavis, maybe yeah, maybe yeah. maybe now it's the Maw is a weird space demon and uh, Belsavis is the new maximum prison. Which honestly, if that's what they did, like I'd still be kind of annoyed that they retcon the maw to do that. Um, but it would it would kind of make sense, and then it kind of ties guess, yeah. it kind of ties into it more later because then Abolith is tied into the maw a right, little yeah. bit, and then there's some other stuff. Mm. But um, like that's the thing that's actually guarding Abolith yeah, in there, yeah. so and that's so, that's why nobody goes near it. And, yeah. so, and like, so, sure. so when the rebels attack it to to break people out, they accidentally unleash it and. Yeah. Uh, a lot of fun then stuff. Then it turns into yeah. Then it turns into Abolith, and Abolith is oh boy. Ever wanted uh, Cthulhu in Star Wars? I might watch a video on that on YouTube somewhere. I think it'd be fun to listen. To crazy, it's yeah. nightmarish. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, I, I love Abolith, so that'll tell you all you need to know about. What, what are you guys? What are you guys predicting for the next episode? Like, definitely breakout next episode. We have three episodes yeah. left. Hey, first up, one more thing I want to yeah, yeah. say with mm. that is that when. I didn't expect to see Teicholmo in this episode. I didn't yeah, either. That's right. There's so thing. when right. he before, before you go into your thing with it, because mm-hmm. um, I didn't really mention the, the story part. Of we, it, yeah. You do get a small Tay Motha thing. Mm-hmm. The gist of it is that Tay says in order to basically because um, they made a donation. The book, yeah, in order to burn the book so that Mothma's accounts look fair, she needs to deal with a banker that she considers a criminal and a thug. Well, he is a criminal uh, and a thug, but he calls him a banker. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we're kind of seeing a little bit of, like, how far does Mon have to bend or break her own and ideal? it has to, to do it in her own home. rebellion done. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, sorry. Anyways, that was the summary part, so Ed. Yeah, because the whole the whole gist of it was just, like, you know, how do we move that money with it being on the books looking mm. legit? And it's like, you need a loan. And it's just like, okay where do i go like you can't do it i can't do it anything like that's a conflict of interest uh anto krieger or whatever and he's just like okay so that's he's been mentioned twice now mm. from luthan and from tay mm-hmm. and from saw's this is sakarera's reaction to him he's a brute he's he's stupid and all kinds of stuff mon's reaction to him and this is the one time we see Saw and Mon almost on the same side. One, she's just like, are you insane <laughs> in my house here? Yeah. yeah, I tried to push back. It sounds like you didn't. It sounds like there wasn't much of a fight, and you went there being like, help me out. And he, it's, he a, has it's a thug versus just like a... He has him over the coals yeah, for something, royalty right? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, yep, okay, yeah, there's nothing you can say about it. I want in, and now that I know who it is, because you probably couldn't have said who it was... <laughs> but now I know I want to be there. I want to. I, I want to drink the fancy wines and everything of all you Chandrons mm-hmm. or whatever. So I was like, oh boy, okay. So you're done turn there. Perrin into even more of an adversary. Well, seeing no, this guy come in now. Perrin's gonna be like, you probably brought some fun in or something. Like I don't think that. so. I think or, he's gonna be like, you got nothing to this empire, bad. Yeah. Then yeah, maybe he'll double down on his bullshit and really get at her for it. 
and just like their daughter lives with them too right so i feel like perrin might be this is what's gonna get the daughter out of the way completely either she's not gonna acquiesce to it or whatever and he's gonna threaten the daughter so they're gonna have to send her away so that she's in a safe location and nobody can use that and things Mm -hmm. are gonna get darker and darker for mon and now perrin's not gonna talk to her or something like that which probably be a bonus at this point anyway Um, but I just thought that was that was really interesting. The conversation and the plan. I loved the plan about the the rebel the pilot they found, and how Ooh. quickly that came up out of nowhere. Yeah, it's just like, like kill him, throw him into well, the, lanes, the options to the ring oh, of Kefreen. We could, we could damage the ship and, and kill him and all this stuff. No, but then they get suspicious, and we got to think like them. What would we do? And, and then finally, reaching on the kill the pilot, lightly damage the ship leave it drifting near somewhere they can find it where they in the lanes yeah exactly Mm. and it's just like maybe it was pirates maybe it was somebody else and they managed to get away did you guys catch damage the the hyperdrive all that it was just like okay yeah oh no it it was pretty dark and the the little easter egg in there is ring of kefreen that's like the smuggler's place where in rogue one andor is at the very beginning and he shoots the guy and gets out because the guy's injured and the stormtroopers are coming that's the ring of kefreen Um, it's like two okay. asteroids like strapped together and it like kind of orbits through mm-hmm. space like that. Oh, okay. I believe that's the, the one. But uh, okay. yeah, it's a place that Andor was. So that's kind of cool. Can, can I be slightly annoyed that that means there's no ring in the ring of Kifrin? <laughs> I mean, it, it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'm like, you're right. You're right. You're right. It, yeah. It, it would have been more accurate to call the half a halo that we saw in uh, Mandalorian, Mandalorian. 2.5. Yeah, yeah. The ring. Yeah. Okay. It was. But, Book of Boba Fett, but it's basically Mandalorian 2.5. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I forgot about that thing. That was really cool. Yeah. I'm, 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 really, Halo. yeah. I'm really curious to see who Krieger is. That whole plot line, the Krieger plot line, I'm going to call it now because That's we Krieger have three episodes line. left. Because it's involving the pilot going back, the ISB now knowing about this. Everything so far has been leading to whatever this Altani 2.0 thing. Yeah, because mm. not only are they looking into Cassian from that, which they may find him, they may not. Whatever at this point, all they're focused on is their breakout. That mm. might be li- that might be what the little clips are now. Them getting out of this place. Once you get out, where you're gonna go? You need a ship. You guys yeah. came down. You see everything is there. They're not going far. So either you take over, or you you're, you're muted. muted. Then. You're muted. Your headphones hit the <laughs> button when I wasn't muted, and then it muted me. I just no. say okay. it's like the prison because like when you get out. The only way off is to through a ship because you're in an ocean yeah, and yeah. there's whirlpools all around the ocean that's throwing water down below it to keep it, I guess, yeah. submer- like... So, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming part of that plan is figure out where the Imperial hangar bay is. But yeah. who knows, right? If they have one at all at that point yeah. or if they only get drops and every time there's some there's an old something orbiting, there's a drop. Yeah. right? And you only get drops and then you come you have to plan Imagine how confusing that is for the new people coming in. It's like, oh, God. we're doing a drop. Go, go, go. And then they're just like <laughs> running and they're just like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Um, so that's going to be small things um, with everything happening with Krieger. He's been mentioned by Luthan and Saw. He's mm. been mentioned by Tay and Mon Mothma. The, the attack's been mentioned mm. by Luthan that he wanted Saw to help with. And, and now the Imperials know yeah, that who the is. attack is going to yeah. happen. What happened? Right? It didn't go well. He got the pilot. Well, it, it's it's not gonna go well. Yeah, yeah. It, hasn't it hasn't happened, happened yet. yet. Oh, it hasn't. Okay. That's what that's what I'm thinking. This yeah. next bit is gonna be because mm. we're gonna meet him if he shows up at so? Mon's house. Oh yeah. Anto Krieger's not to. the same guy, is it? We've never met him, have we? Well, like Anto no, Krieger's one person, him. and then the the thug's a different person. Are Am I wrong? No, they're it's the I'm same sure. person. Let me let me double check. You guys keep on talking. 
Yeah, because if if they're the same person, the it has to be. Yeah, it'll be interesting, and and I'm I'm curious because it feels like at this point I I can see, and who knows? Because most of my hypotheses for the show have been wrong so far, Um, but I kind of see it going in in a path of either Krieger, like they do the meeting, and then he gets caught, and that's Mm -hmm. what draws the suspicion from Mon from. She's an annoyance to, oh, she's probably uh, a I have the answer here. It's uh, hmm. Davos Golden. Golden? That's, the, oh, yeah? that's okay. the guy, yeah. That's they're talking about for Chandrilla, the banker guy. Oh, He's a banker with a bad oh, reputation. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, who knows? Something else with that. But the other thing I'm kind of curious about is, um, like, maybe Anto does figure out, like, because the thing is, I'm well, curious. Maybe, maybe Krieger is, Dantos is Krieger's actual, <laughs> like, right? Shadow Broker style. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious if Krieger does find out or because they mentioned his name so many times. It's like something has to happen. So exactly. the, the, so the Krieger, two things yeah. I've kind of seen are like maybe Krieger changes his attack pattern. Maybe he shows up in Nakina, but that seems kind of like a kind of like a big stretch to me. Um, or this this series kind of concludes with Krieger getting taken out and that draws suspicion away from and or somehow like maybe mm-hmm. they think he died in that attack or yeah. maybe he ends up with them and then escapes as anto's force goes down or something i think it'll like be a, interesting i think it's a twofold thing where like saw's like i'm not gonna deal with anto krieger because he's a fucking bull in a china shop mm. right and then if anto krieger gets taken down by the isb he's, he's like you see i was right all along come join mm. me and nah, like that nah, might be like saw. a thing that's gonna be like kind of bring um uh luthan back into saw's kind of periphery like I told you mm. you were wrong. Come in. We could use your help. You could use the finance. We could use the parts and all this stuff. And that's where you might switch over from Mon to him if things I, aren't going I'm, well. I don't know. I'm curious if, because um, I know, I think at this point it is confirmed, right? Season two and all this stuff. And mm. if they had planned that whole thing out, maybe that's kind of where this ends, right? Like maybe this ends with uh, Andor kind of being affiliated with the partisans, not meeting Saw, but, you know, working with them because the uh, the other thing that i think is kind of interesting that we haven't explored fully yet is the fall of the partisans yeah because uh, we know at one point they were basically the de facto rebels who were um, sorry uh they the were part- the rebels before the rebels yeah. like going oh, around yeah. and doing all the strikes while the rebels yeah. were still yeah. trying to figure themselves out yeah, yeah. and they yeah, were too spread out to do anything yeah and we're seeing that to a degree now with segram milo because it looks like they have they are doing missions and they are you know they've got resources they've got at least two x-wings and the rebellion's mm-hmm. still forming right now. And mm-hmm. because we know the timeline uh, from Rebels, we know that it's going to be another, what, two to three years before the rebellion actually forms. Because we see Mon bring them all together. And then we see Dodonna exactly. over Adelon. And then after that, we see them rebuild the ashes of the true rebellion. Um, now that Starkiller is, is non-canon. Um, but yeah, so it's... I mean, yeah, I know. <laughs> he's not coming back. I'm sorry. The most canon we've got so far is the Sith stalker armor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting to to kind of hope, or I, I guess hope to that we see the partisans at full strength because that's kind of what we're missing. We saw a little bit in Fallen Order, but not too much. Like there was more, still more of a strike force. Um, and in Rebels, we see that they're like they've got resources that the Ghosts don't have, but it's not a ton. It was like what a couple Y wings and and like a few X wings, um, so uh, it's something I'd like to see. It, it's something I think that would be very cool. Um, also, one very very small thing. We'll see if this comes uh, turns out to be a uh, like a plot point. But Deidre has at least 
She doesn't know her name, but she's at least identified Clea. Because she, when she's talking with about what she learned from Pock, it's that Pock was contacted by some woman who then turned out to be the liaison that gave the uh, comm unit that Bix was using. Mm. So we'll see if, if that starts being the thread that's used to catch Luthen is this Clea thing. Because she's being careful, but, you know, there's, there's still openings, I guess. It does make a little bit more sense now where they were like, well, Cassie comes back, kill him, because the situation they were afraid of is starting to happen. So, yeah, uh, I mean, overall, I think that's about all I've got. Yeah, I mean, overall, very grim episode, which I love. Um, it was because I'm really different, and I loved mm-hmm. it. I think, I think we're in for a treat for the rest of the season, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see us not ending the prison arc next episode. I think mm. that's definitely what's going to happen. There's going to be a little bit of a time jump, maybe a few days, a week or two um, forward, just so then they can plan it out. Because, mm. um, I mean, we, we can kind of figure that out if we see um, anyone's, like, time clock, I guess, for their number of days. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I think it's going to be, because like, we, we see Andor in this episode way more with it than he was in the last episode in terms of the prison sentence and stuff and, like, being yeah, comfortable yeah. with it and having a plan and having people on his side and getting things going before, you know, Kino Loy was on his, on his side. So now he's got him. Things are going to get amplified even more. It's definitely going to end next, next episode. And then we got a two episode ending arc, I would assume for, yeah, and, for the final finale, I guess. Right. Now, I don't, and, and, they're not yeah. the same day, but they're going to be like one right after the other for week after weeks. But it is what I'm most interested in because the thing we're missing is an overall goal. Like, we've got ISB's side of it, but we don't have anything for Cassian. And whether that ends up being, you know, just running away from ISB and Deidre. Yeah. Um, you know, there's nothing concrete yet. At least by now, we in, in the last arc, we had Eldani already. Yeah. Um, which made sense for what it was. But I think yeah, Saw is a possibility, again. Yeah, and, and again, I think at, at the most, it just has to be the, you know, Saw and Andor don't meet. But like maybe he meets two tubes, or maybe he meets somebody else. Yeah, two tubes his brother, maybe. I would even uh, I would say like even if he meets Saw and like joins up with him, but at the very end of this season, he's he Andor's like, oh shit, this is not what I I thought. Like this going too far. Whatever happens with Saw, it only because like he he shows up there in Rogue One. Yeah. There'd be some kind of recognition. That's yeah, exactly. it's it's the, it's the Anakin never you meets really meet this kind of thing until yeah. Episode or, Three. Or Obi-Wan never meets Dooku. Yeah, that's true. It's just that same kind of... Yeah, so you can't have them meet up. Um, Yeah, one again, just to see that interaction with everything. Well, they're in the prison cells. Well, he goes up to get her from Saw, right? He goes upstairs and meets Saw Gerrera and pulls uh, Jyn Erso out of of there. But I don't know what he's... Like, he talks to her, but I don't know what he... He's like, just leave him, he's done, or something like that. I can't remember what he said. And like how he talks about Saw. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, it's been a while, but like there, there is no recognition between them at least. Right? Yeah, exactly. They're not um, like, hey, it's you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I yeah, I can see it being that. I mean, the main the main takeaway for me, um, for this episode, and yeah, I fucking I mentioned it like five times, is just it it is nice. It this kind of made me realize like maybe it's the reason why I, I got into Warhammer so quickly. Um, is that the Empire, like this Empire that we're seeing, is really the Imperium Light, right? Like, start of their... Let's... Yeah. 
yeah the, well and and so because because the whole thing all right tangent time everybody um the whole thing with warhammer 40k and the imperium of man is that yes they are the good quote 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 good guys because the big thing with warhammer is if you think there's a good faction you're an idiot um all the factions are it's evil. a lesser evil it's, just, it, it's literally just yeah it's just painting with gray because the imperium are humans so we should root for them because they're the good guys but it is stated in the opening blurb of all the important rule book, the, all the important main rule books, at least. Humanity right now is living under the most authoritarian, fascist dictatorship that has ever existed in the history of humankind. It is not a nice place to live, right? Unfortunately, it has to be that way because the chaos gods are real and they are corrupting. They are trying to corrupt the entire species at every turn. And if it is not this hell bent on being the overbearing Imperium then it's all going to go up in flames. Like, basically, imagine if they ever found out someone was a Jedi, but, it, like, demons could possess the Jedi and turn the entire planet into slag. Like, that's the Imperium. Yeah, that's the, what the it has gods to deal with, are, right? like, the biggest thing in that that forces their yeah. hand. Whereas and you can't this, kill them. just the Empire. Could... Yeah, exactly. It's, it's... So it's different strokes, right? Yeah. But the, the thing that really made me think, like, oh, it's like the Imperium, is they refer to that Xeno species yeah. as not actual, actually a species. And that's a yeah. big thing in Warhammer is... Suffer not the alien to live. Like it's hard line, like even more than the empire, right? The one thing like, I would not, say, yeah, sorry, it's not even in, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, it's it's not even enslave the aliens and make them do work for us. It's just fucking purge them. Yeah. Um, the one thing I was to say with the children thing is, I wonder who edited mm -hmm. that. The poor Seth that had to edit that because we've altered it a bit to make it even I, more potent. It's like who the hell had it, to edit that? I think it was the scientist, and I think he enjoyed it. Maybe, but like <laughs> he, he, he would have gone a little like you would go insane because it does it to humans. Ooh. No, I don't. I, I think I think if you're in that right sociopath, like psychopath killer, but it's mindset, like the, it's like the thing with the human brain. He said, right? Like it it causes you to start to like go like Bix and and salmon mental distress, salmon. right? Yeah, so it causes. In, but if you enjoy if you that, that stuff, yeah, yeah exactly, that's true. Right? Man, there that's a lot of up. yeah. There's a lot of that's sounds that fuck up. up a lot of people, but not everybody, right? That's that's the way I saw it. That's it, true. It that, that is true. Mind. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people Damn. don't like watching videos of people dying, but not everybody. So, like, that's that's the logic leap yeah, that I... That's fair. I basically thought with that, yeah. Um, Any last things? So, yeah. Sorry, no, go ahead. Oh, no, I was, yeah, I was just going to say, like, it's, it's, it's an interesting facsimile, right? It's just keeping it so that you can still have good guys. Yeah. And, and in Warhammer, the way they do that is the people who do the most evil things uh, usually are, are from... E more evil aligned chapters or regiments or leaders and stuff like that. And you still have the quote, 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 good guys. You just have to make sure that every once in a while, the good guys still do terrible things, just not as terrible as the real bad guys. So it's that, it's that line that you straddle. Yeah. And that's nodding Cause he's seen some of this stuff from Eisenhorn. I was going to ask him if you agreed on all this. Yeah. Well, cause, yeah. cause like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm reading first and only right. Or first and only right now. Yeah. And um, <laughs> there's, there's a uh, scene, I guess, where one of the high-ranking commanders, well, the early one, he's mm. just like, yeah, all these men are just fodder. If we'll just toss them at the problem, if we need more, we can go conscript 24,000 whenever we want, that kind of thing, like just as an arbitrary number, mm. and just, just to toss them again, and th that's it. Why? A whole power struggle. We're going to throw away the ten last 10 years, last 20 years of warfare, because I want to be the guy that should have gotten promoted from the from the start, not him. Yeah. So, what's, like, what's name? It's like Deck 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 Chin or something? Yeah. yeah. Something. It starts with the D. Like, you're right. you're, right. like, you're picturing a guy it. with a chin that comes out like a deck. God, he's not related that, but he's, he's related to one of the characters. Oh, okay. so annoying. And, yeah. he's, and you can tell he's just... 
he's a commander that doesn't fight, commands other people to do so, has gotten comfy and lazy and fat off the Empire's successes mm-hmm. that are his successes, but they're not. Yeah. Because it's all just people in the field that are like really trying Dying to keep all and keeping that going. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and we kind of see another kind of parallel with that because, yeah, that is a huge thing in, in Warhammer is that the cheapest resource available to the Imperium is people. Yeah. Like, bar none, it is the cheapest. And kind of see that with the Empire, right? Yeah. The prisoners are tur- turbo expendable. And from certain commanders, we see stormtroopers are expendable, right? As long as we get the job done. Um, so, yeah, it is straddling that line. But then there's also, you know, certain things because I also think, Ed, like, uh, in terms of Inquisitors, where you've got, mm. like, Eisenhorn versus Conrad Molitor, or uh, what's the guy from the second book? Um, Lyco? Lyco. There we go. Inquisitor Lyco. Uh, certain ones, right? Oh Where it's God. like, yes, we're doing it for the good of humanity. But yes, I'm actively consorting with chaos to do so. What are you talking about? This is fine. <laughs> Quixos is doing it. <laughs> Heretic. No, no, yeah. not exactly. But heretical things, yes. Yeah. Heretic. No. Oh, that's that's one Virgin of my favorite line. lines. After the quick at the end of the Quixos fight, when he screams "heretic" at Eisenhorn, and it's like coming from you—that's a compliment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eisenhorn's an amazing book. Go, everyone, go read it. It's good Warhammer. Get into Warhammer. Good Warhammer. Everyone needs to get into it. It's it's Star Wars but darker. But yeah. So Let's... we'll see. I, I very much appreciate the Empire injecting a little bit more grim darkness into their world. Uh, yeah. As long as you know, as long as you know where that line is, and you keep it. I think keep this is clear. definitely what people were looking for. You know, oh, with yeah, with TV, like TV's gotten to that point now where we're starting mean, to get that darker, seedier kind of story and, and plot lines well, and things. I, and... I'd argue we've been there since The Sopranos. Um, but yeah, yeah, fair. With Star Wars, it's never been. That I, think, is, I think it's a big thing, right? I think after seeing Game of Thrones success, there's been a lot of opening in the TV realm of like, oh, yeah, there's yeah, a yeah, lot yeah, of take money. Take a darker spin. Not, yeah. not, not the storyline, no one, but like it, there's a lot yeah. of money in it. We can take so... And if we have our own streaming service, we can mm. take you know, many more um, risks and put out, you know, a 12 episode series. People like it. Let's continue with it. Let's do another series. Let's see if people like that. And like, they can take more risks with that. That's what Disney plus has allowed us to do with star Wars. Cause if Disney didn't acquire star Wars, these TV series probably would never have happened. Cause what TV, what TV like um, um, company that would like air it on television would pay to like take that risk nobody see well here's the thing i i would argue that in that sense it's more of the fact that uh Lu- george lucas wasn't super interested in producing more stuff that too so, i mean too. Like, i can see too. why after the prequels right yeah. but i see here's my argument my argument is that and i'm biased because i love the show sopranos was the opening gate uh because from there we get Mad Men and we get breaking bad and those are like you know the heavy dark stuff and then game of thrones shows that fantasies can do it too with darkness yeah Yeah. and so then i think that's where the star wars stuff comes from but you know and it was in development you're right i would say that that's a good timeline in terms of that i don't i didn't really watch mad men or the other stuff but i did watch breaking bad and i agree with you on that for sure Mm -hmm. did you watch sopranos i didn't it's one of those things i want to watch so bad i've heard so many good things (laughs) so many good things i gotta watch the godfather i gotta watch the godfather part two i gotta watch (laughs) sopranos i know i know we can have a watch party for some of those. Yeah, New Year's, New Year's Sopranos fully. or something. Have you at least seen Goodfellas? No. Oh my god. I know. I know. The meme picture that's everybody's laughing and all that kind of I stuff. I know. I don't know. Funny guy. I don't know god. this. Yeah. Damn it. It's, I know. It's on. Um, there's a What's fucking. So funny? There's a list of shit I need to watch. No, no. I. 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 
So yes, everybody listening, you can discount me now for anything that I ever talk about ever because I haven't seen Sopranos, Goodfellas, or The Godfather. Just, just with crime series. Yeah, I would say that. Just there's there's so much series. I want to watch. Just with mob. Yeah, stuff. I want to. I love the mob stuff too. I just want to watch it. Anyway, so many good ones. Anyway, you never yeah, played the mafia all... games either, man. <laughs> I haven't. I, oh, that I have was Mafia the Three, game. I think. Mafia 3, if it was called something else, I was Yakuza because Zero. you don't yeah. really do a lot of Mafia things yeah. in it, but it's still, it's a good game on its own. If it's part of the story, it's kind of weird, yeah. because only yeah. one character comes back, and the other, but yeah. one or two are but- amazing. But I don't. I don't think Black Panther the or uh, yeah, Black Panthers the pre sequel would have been quite as catchy yeah. as the name. Yeah. But yeah, Ma- Mafia Three was like it's it's a fun game, but yeah, it's right. It has nothing to do with the mafia. Like that's. Yeah. The, I got it for free, like, so I was like, yeah, hey, it's, it's Mafia Three. Con- there you go. Yeah, it's it's decent. Mafia it, Two. Sorry. It pisses me off that it's called Mafia Three, <laughs> mm. not because of the other two, but because the story could have been something completely wholesome and different. Yeah. yeah. In another a wholesome aspect. mafia story. Well, mm. honestly, kind of, kind of, yeah. honestly, because you're reshaping the city, yeah, and and you have to do these things to do it, but it's a yeah. good way. With like, without, oh yeah, I'm sorry, sorry, I'm trying sorry. not to spoil it for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna play. Exactly. I can tell you right now, I'm never gonna play oh, yeah? it. Okay. Yeah, but like it's it's different from one and two drastically okay. because one and two straight up. We need you to go, go get that guy over there and smash up the. You want to tell you want a car? Go to the other guys. They came over yeah. here, smash up their stuff too. And you kill anybody, you smash up their stuff and then steal and go. It, okay. It's also not in the same city as the first no. two. And in yeah. that crime-ridden mafia-laden tangent, yes. Mafia Two was an amazing game because the cops got on you if you were speeding, and I remember that scared the shit out of me when it first happened. Nice. <laughs> Anyways, with that, we've gone from Star Wars to Warhammer to. The Sopranos and Mafia. And with that, I think it's time to head to the outro. Thank you. Welcome to the outro of the podcast. Yes, this episode has been Tangent Central. As we try and not do. But we do it anyway, because it's fun. A lot of fun. And I love Warhammer. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. Um, Just a little bit. It's a good rabbit yeah, hole. Some, some mm. things to kind of bring up for the podcast, I guess in podcast news for us. Um, we're going to be doing some uh, interesting episodes coming out. Uh, we're going to be kind of experimenting with some new formats of... Um, just kind of not like non-Star Wars related, but like still nerd stuff. So we're, work- we're kind of working on that right now. We're brainstorming stuff for that. So that episode should drop before the end of the year, um, hmm. hopefully. And uh, on that, I guess, you know, yeah. You know what, though? That's a good point that I think will kind of bring us into my section because yeah. we've been talking with ourselves about this nerd stuff and saying uh, we got kind of like three options right now in our heads, uh, which is One Piece or anime in general as an episode yeah. or like maybe SWOTOR or maybe like FromSoft games. Because it's all Dark Souls, that kind of stuff. Yeah, because yeah. it's all it's all three things that we're all uh, fans of as well, yeah. right? As opposed to other things like Warhammer, where it's like more predominantly me and Ed. Um, so we're we're curious. We're trying to figure out which one we want. We can do all, th- you know, we want to do all three, but like which one would you guys enjoy the most? 
so let us know. That would be honestly enough, the easiest. Yeah. yeah, the easiest way to for us to figure out which one we want to do is what you want to listen to. Maybe I'll put up a uh, poll on Twitter and see if people uh, have any insight into what uh, they'd like to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you know we can add on uh, other voices as well. So if you want to let us know uh, which ones you would prefer to listen to, uh, give us a shout over at our website voiceoftheforce.com. Uh, we've also got our merch store, as always, shop.voiceoftheforce.com. I don't think you can tell us which one you want to listen to there, but hey, you know, it's there. Uh, email-wise, we've also got our email, connect at voiceoftheforce.com. Uh, on social media, we are at voiceforcepod on both Twitter and Instagram. As always, retweeting and, repost- retweeting and reposting our new episode tweets does help with growing a listener base, and it's very much appreciated. And you can listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and all major podcast platforms. Viewing us five stars in a comment helps with visibility, and you can subscribe for free for the latest episode as soon as it releases. Dan, I kind of cut you off there, so was there anything else you wanted to add in? No, just, uh, yeah, let's let us know if you have, you know, I'll put the poll up on Twitter, and if you have... One that you like, click it. If you don't, comment on it. And then just uh, mm-hmm. let us know what you think would be maybe something that you would be interested in listening to. Um, we can talk about literally anything. We have mm-hmm. quite a bit of knowledge set and education between the three of us and a lot of different expertise. So if there's anything you want to hear uh, us to talk about, um, let us know. And then maybe we'll do an episode on that and make a list of things that we could uh, kind of tangent to for an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I I will sit here and bore the hell out of everybody on this podcast on how proper fish maintenance works as long as people want. (laughs) Yes. Yes and no. (laughs) But with that being said, thank you, Noma. Thank you, Ed. And remember, nobody's listening. No more than 12 at least.